the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark. Have you ever felt like your life is more akin to a war zone than a tranquil oasis? Well, if that's your, your fear then there's no no reason to fear because there's hope for you tonight because we are bringing you part nine in our series entitled Peace in the Battle. Oftentimes, when we hear the word battlefield, we quickly envision a literal battlefield with bombs going off and machine gun fire all around, soldiers running, people screaming, and chaos all around. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in our thoughts on a daily basis, a battlefield of the mind, But don't despair. There's some good news in the midst of this battlefield. To find out about this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, it's good to be back in the studio with you. How are you doing? Brother Jim, I'm truly blessed, and it's a blessing to have you here in the studio uh, with us as well. It's always uh, a great time that we have when you come, and uh, we're looking forward to what God is going to do on the program tonight. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. Well, you know, I'm going to kind of talk about this thing of peace from a different perspective tonight uh, because um, we know that uh, peace is something that helps to settle us in Christ, and it helps to uh, get us to the place where we just rest in him. And without that, we uh, move into a lot of craziness and drama and madness and, uh, and compromise. And so we're living in a world today where we see uh, people all around us today uh, in turmoil, in trouble, with problems. And uh, all you have to do is just uh, look at the news and the top stories in the news today and we see uh, tragedy and uh, trouble and people uh, going to jail and, um, you know, prison uh, over so many crazy demonic things. And my heart just goes out to uh, these situations because I realize what's going on. I realize that people uh, don't uh, have any God in their life. That's the bottom line to it all. And, you know, my friend, you know, when we talk about all this stuff that's going on with these um, rich parents, you know, uh, getting into fraud with their children going to college uh, and that sort of thing, and we find out that so many of the universities was a part of this corruption, uh, and we find out that the sports world, some of the sports world was involved with this, and the politicians and and on and on and on, and then we look at the, uh, you know, all the problems that's going on with uh, uh, the Empire guy, Jesse Salat, 
And we just know that uh, everywhere we turn, uh, there's trouble, there's problems. People are just uh, falling by the wayside, selling out, compromising, and confusing themselves. And you say to yourself, what is going on in our world today? What is, what is happening? Uh, well, what is happening is that people don't have no God in their life. You know, I, I think about so many children and so many young people, especially young people. You know, the big emphasis today with so many parents today is that you get your kids in school and you make sure that they get a great education and make a lot of money. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? Number one, you should help those children to have faith in Jesus Christ and to develop a sense of character and integrity. We need that. They need that in order to go into these anti-Christian universities and schools that's giving them everything other than Jesus. And if they don't have it in their homes, in their churches, it opens up the door. And sad to say, even a lot of parents don't have Jesus in their lives. And we get shocked at what's going on today with all of the scandals, all of the problems that we're hearing in the news today, everywhere you turn. Uh, People just falling by the wayside. And we uh, know that uh, character in Christ brings integrity. And it's so important for us when we know Jesus to maintain, and these all sound alike, we need to maintain our integrity in the midst of prosperity. When God is blessing us, we need to maintain our integrity in the midst of adversity, when trouble hits us. And we need to maintain our integrity in poverty when we have nothing. That's so important. And Joseph was that type of person. He maintained his integrity in all those areas as a young man. And you know what? He didn't have a parent around him. But God, God was his parent, and he had faith in God, and God built his character and built that character to the place of integrity. And that's what needs to be preached today. It's not all about money as the number one priority and becoming successful and making, getting one of the best jobs in the world. Because Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You know, we have some serious problems today, and it all goes back to the fact that we don't have God in our life. We don't have Jesus in our life. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 6 and 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All the things you need in life is putting God first. That's what the Word of God says. But we're putting all these other things first, and that's why... Parents are falling apart. Children are falling apart. Teenagers are falling apart. The government, underneath the government, politicians, and we can go on and on. Churches are falling apart. Economists, all this stuff that's going on because people are turning away from God. When we leave God out of our life, we not only lack the peace of God, but there are consequences severe consequences that happens in our life. You know, um, the Bible tells us in Numbers 
32 and 23, as if you will not do so, you've sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sins will find you out. People's sins are finding them out. And Jesus said, whatever you do in the dark, it will come to the light. That's what's happening in our world today. Just turn on the news and you say, my God, what's going on? God is cleaning things up, trying to get people right with him. All the way from the White House, the ranch house, and those who have no house. And the Bible says, even in the church house, that judgment begins in the house of God. God is even cleaning up the church houses. Look at all this stuff that's going on with these priests, molesting boys and girls. God is trying to wake people up. He's trying to clean house, just like he did in his day. He went in the temple and cleaned it out. And he's trying to clean house. He's trying to clean up your life, clean up the, your home, clean up the churches. He's trying to clean up things with his spiritual broom, sweeping out sin from the White House and then the church house and those who have no house. Galatians 6 and 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You know, we're seeing people fall by the wayside in the political world, in the religious world, in the sports world, in Hollywood. Everywhere you turn, people are falling apart because they have no God. They, they don't, they've forgotten about God. You know, and this all is a part of prophecy, too, because, you know, Jesus spoke about the last days, and then the Apostle Paul talked about to young Timothy, the time will come when men will become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That's what's happening today in our world. And, you know, we need to repent and turn back to God. That's what we need to do. Billy Graham once said this. He said, if God doesn't judge America He'll have to apologize for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. And God is judging America because, you know what? These two things sound alike. God always judges the world and people when they fall victim of these two things, idolatry and immorality. That's what's happening in our world today. And God is judging America. God is judging homes. God is judging marriages. God is judging churches. God is judging people. Politics. God is judging Hollywood. God is judging, trying to clean house, clean up, so people will repent and turn to him. And he's there waiting for you to repent and open up your heart so he can forgive you and renew you and save you. You know, I think about this uh, 737 plane that went down in Ethiopia area. You know, it's interesting that people on that plane was people from all different cultures, races, and uh, dignitaries, people doing well, all different people from different ethnicities. They had no idea that that would be their last day on that plane. And, you, and I have a friend that's getting ready to go to Ethiopia, a pastor friend. He says, Dr. Buckner, when I go there, 
I'm going to ask the Ethiopians how many people you think were on that plane was right with Jesus. And you got to say to yourself, that's a great question, and that's a great question for you tonight. How many people in your family, in your life, in your church, in society, is right with Jesus? And we we have a calling to make sure we get people right with Jesus. So when we have the peace of God, let me say this in conclusion. When we have the peace of God, it just helps us to just trust in God. It helps us to just rest in the Lord. It helps us to not try to figure life out, but to trust in him with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him so he can direct our path. See, when we don't lean on the Lord and trust in him, we're going to trust in our own flesh. We're going to trust in Satan and the world. And they'll, all those three enemies will let you down every time. My point to you tonight is you need the peace of God. You need to surrender to God and rest in him. And Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What's troubling you right now? Is it your finances? Is it your marriage? Is it your children? Is it worrying about how you're going to meet this need and that need? you got to trust in God's Word. God's Word said you can do all things through Christ that strengthen you, Philippians 4 and 13. Also, in the same chapter, Philippians 4 and 19, it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's a good word. He will supply those needs. You don't have to do all these tricks and these things to manipulate your way through life like a lot of these parents were trying to do. People are trying to do in the world of sports, in Hollywood, and in churches, in society. We just need to trust in the Lord. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Is your heart troubled tonight? What's troubling you? you got to look to the Word of God. That's how Jesus was able to defeat the enemy. And if you start looking to your emotions and your feelings, you see there's a war between the first F feelings Versus the second F, faith. And our feelings can get in the way of faith. And it can take us places that we don't want to go. Well, I trust that you got blessed by this word tonight. What a word for us tonight. This message relates to everything going on in our world today. And if we turn to God, if we repent and turn to him, he'll bless us and keep us and restore us and renew us. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Jim. Dr. Buckner, that is an awesome message for the church today. We need to listen to it because we are sinners and we need the love of God in our lives. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. We are in the studio. I'm in the studio here with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Uh, We want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. Without your prayers, we could never have stayed on the air so long. We also want to thank those who gave this week, Jerry, Nancy, Alfred, Gail, and Mary June. We want to remind everyone that it costs us $400 a week to stay on the air. We need your help. We are listener-supported and can't do it alone. As of right now, we are $200 short for tonight's program and $400 short for the next two weeks after that. We need your help. Won't you partner with us financially if you have been blessed by this program and Dr. Buckner's teachings? 
There are two ways to donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Or you can do it the easy way, which is simply go onto your computer and to the website contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button. We'll be out of the studio for the next two weeks to, uh, to get prepared for uh, Dr. Buckner's upcoming lecture on March 30th. Uh, we will return to the studio on April 6th. And about that lecture, so Dr. Buckner is, of course, always teaching, and he's going to be doing a lecture, uh, Am, I my, Am I My Brother's Keeper? A Christian Response to the Black Hebrew Israelite Movement, taught, of course, by Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Have you heard of the Black Hebrew Israelites? They are successfully converting African and Latino American Christians to their religion. Join us at Progressive Community Church, 2820 South B Street in Stockton, California, in the sanctuary on, May, on, on Saturday, March 30th, 2019, from 9.30 in the morning to 12.30 p.m. To, uh, to learn more about this group and how you can prepare yourself so that you're not caught off guard. And guess what? Refreshments will be served. So if you are interested in this class, please contact Dr. Buckner at area code 415-721-1778 or email him at, okay, I'm going to go slowly with this, J-L-B-C-F-T-F. That stands for Jerry L. Buckner Contending for the Faith. J-L-B-C-F-T-F at Comcast.net. You got that? So please drop him a line and uh, find out about the class. It's going to be awesome. And uh, you'll learn a lot about this new cult that's, uh, that's emerging and how to combat it in the Lord. Amen. Dr. Buckner. Amen. Thank you so much, Jim. We're looking forward to this uh, lecture. And so many people are excited about it. We're excited about it. And very few people know about the black Hebrew Israelites, and we are looking forward to uh, educating people and exhorting them and building them up and uh, informing them uh, and equipping them so that they'll be able to give reasons and answers. And that's what the Bible commands us to do, is to give reasons and answers for our faith in uh, 1 Peter 3 and 15. And so uh, keep us in prayer about this, and we uh, trust that many of you will come out and be a part of it and be blessed as well. Uh, I have a pastor friend who called me today, and he was uh, uh, looking for some information on them because he said uh, both of his nieces were involved with the church, and they left, and they joined the black Hebrew Israelites. Mm. And so he said he's really hurting around that. And I told him, you know, the big issue is not being discipled. That's our downfall, not discipling people. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to get to— some of our callers. Yes. I believe we're going to begin with uh, Deborah. Uh, Deborah, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing, Deborah? <clears throat> I'm doing okay. I'm still having the same problems I had last week, but I wanted to make a comment about, um, you know, the trees of righteousness. That's what the Bible says we are. If we're, we repented and gave Jesus the right to be Lord of our lives and Savior, we are trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is, uh, wherever there's a counterfeit, there's always a true. 
and that we are the true trees. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about <clears throat> trees because I was talking to my wife the other day, <clears throat> and um, and even my daughter uh, brought some things to my attention. And I just had a real conviction to do a teaching on trees because there's so much to learn about trees and what they go through and what they experience throughout the years, but they stay standing tall. Mm. And uh, they go through so many changes, so many things fall from them, and so many things in our life falls from us. But the tree continues to stand. <laughs> it continues to stand in storms, when it's hot, when it's cold, when it's snowing. They continue to stand. You know why they stand? Because they are rooted. You know, yes, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're not rooted in Christ, when the storm hits, if you're not rooted on the rock, Jesus is the rock. If you're rooted on the sand, when the storm comes, you're going to be like these two other pigs. The wolf is going to blow your house and your life down. <laughs> yes, but if your right. life is built on the rock, that, that story of the three little pigs was a, based upon a Christian thing. And But a tree, it stands because it's rooted. And I'm going to do a teaching on that, and I know people are going to be blessed by that. Uh, and, you know, so we, be in prayer on that. I know. And so you uh, started something just mentioning the thing about this tree. And, you know, and the tree is a great thing on the mind of God because the first tree that's mentioned is the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. Can you believe that? Amen. God yeah, is God. God. Brother Rector, if we had, if we had sinned, we would never have to know the knowledge of evil. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. So, what's on your heart tonight, my sister? You got a question, or you want prayer requests? I. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why I wanted to make those comments because I I love trees too, and I always have. Oh, that's a good thing, you know. You know, it's uh, and uh, you know, and trees also they are blessing because they and give us give us shade. They, the- they give us shade, but they give us fruit, and they give us stuff to eat uh, off of. So it's a lot to learn about trees, my friend. But you can you should go outside sometime and stand by. A tree and just thank God. Yeah, stand by a tree and just thank God and just learn from it because there's a purpose of why God put those trees out there. I will someday. You have so. What's your prayer request so we can pray for you? We got a lot of callers. Well, that that was my prayer request that more people would learn the difference between the true and the false trees. Yes, they would. uh, And also, trees are are buildings. People build things with trees, mm-hmm. houses, and they also keep warm by the wood of the tree. So there's a lot of uses for the tree. Oh, yeah. And the other thing about a tree is that it's uh, something that God says that bears fruit, you know, and, and Jesus talked about, he cursed the tree because it didn't bear fruit. And uh, he was talking and, about the, the, the children of Israel uh-huh. And that uh, relates to us, too. And then he even warned about uh, a, a tree, uh, you know, that's not bearing fruit. And he was and uh, talked about that. I have for you, though, about the tree. What's that? I have something, uh, a question about the tree in the Garden of Eden, that the true tree. Yes. It had multiple fruit. How, how can that be? Because 
doesn't each of those fruits have to have roots in the ground? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, yeah, they, they do. I mean, uh, according to uh, what uh, Mother Nature shows us. But, you know, God can do things, uh, you know, where it can have uh, roots or not have roots. You know, God can, can perform things the way he wants to do it. So, uh, yeah, so uh, it more than likely had and because uh, that's the thing that kept it stable. That's the thing that kept it uh, standing, and then it bared various fruits. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely had various different fruits, and it had roots. Well, uh, are there any other trees that have multiple fruits on them, more than one kind? You mean in the Garden of Eden? No, not in the Garden of Eden. In the natural world, are there any that no. Do, no. are like that? No. So that's another thing. We're very unique and one of a kind. We're very <laughs> unique and one of a kind. So true. Well, let's have a word of prayer for you. Uh, okay. Jim, Jim is going to pray for you around this thing that you started with a tree. Okay. Amen. All right. Father in heaven, we thank you for our sister Deborah. We thank you that she's such a faithful woman and she's also faithful to the show. She calls all the time. Lord, we pray. We pray for those people out there, Lord, that are struggling with their belief. Lord, we uh we we pray for Christians that are stumbling in their walk because they don't understand the true um nature of God and they're not even trying to absorb it through your word, Lord. So, Lord, we know that your word is a source of knowledge, is a source of truth. And so, Father, we need to go to it like that flowing stream that uh, that we can get eternal life from. And, Father, we pray that uh, that the knowledge that comes from you that's uh, rooted in Christ, Lord, like that tree Deborah was talking about, Father, we pray that that our listeners out there would be looking to the source of truth, which is Jesus Christ, for the revelation that they need to be able to understand who you are. Lord, we pray that your truth would go out amongst the people that are listening to this broadcast and the people of the Bay Area, Lord, and let the Christians just be on fire to share that with everyone that they come across, Lord. And may your word and your truth spread amongst all the people. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim. Deborah, thank you for your call, and I appreciate you sharing about the trees. Okay, and Brother Buckner, I pray that somebody will help me write the the, uh, envelopes so I can send you uh, a donation. Okay, we'll keep that in prayer. Okay. All righty. God bless you. God bless you, too. I love all of you. The same with you, too. Love you, too. All right, who do we have next? Okay, I think we're going to go to Cece. Uh, Cece, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Hi, I am here. How are you doing, Cece? Uh, how you guys doing? We are truly blessed, and uh, we trust you got courage by the word tonight. It's a really good message, really, really good message. You hit on so many points. It was, it was so much. I was trying to soak it so much as in as I can. All right, what ministered to you? Well, what ministered to me is... Um, I like how you talked about that airplane, and you said, you know, how people was, was on that plane, and they didn't have any idea that they was going to go, and about, you know, how many people on that plane was right with God, and then I like how you spoke about 
the reason why we have so much crime and the news is how it is and all the different things we see and the families, he, families is messed up and marriages is messed up because people are not right with God. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you know, you really broke it down because when you look into our world, you begin to see all of these things that you just mentioned. To So someone who will be listening to this message who may have never heard the gospel would be able to to relate to what you said because he came from a theological perspective, but you also kept it practical, which the Bible spoke of these things that you spoke about as well. Amen. Well, thank you so much for that feedback because that is the issue today. I mean, when you listen to everything that's going on in the world and it just breaks your heart uh, with uh, rappers, singers, and Hollywood, uh, the political world, and just go on and on and on. And uh, you say to yourself, nobody's mentioning anything about God. You know, we have left God out of the equation. We've left God out of the discussion. And God is trying to say, get me back into the discussion. Make me number one. (laughs) Because as long as you keep me out, these problems are going to happen. You know, we need a re- we need to turn back to God. We need a revival. We need a reformation. And somebody needs to be a prophetic voice other than myself. I do this on Saturday, but I'm trying to be a prophetic voice in this day and age. We need to turn back to God. And, you know, that's why it tells us in Chronicles, right? Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people will call by my name, so humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Man, that's a great scripture for us today. You know, Second Chronicles 7 and 14, I believe, and that he wants to heal our land, but we got to repent. we got to turn back to God. He's the only solution to our problems. And the thing that's so sad today, I meant to say this in my message, and I'll say it now, that... I see a lot of people that's fallen by the wayside in every aspect of life. You know, you see all this going on in the news, people falling by the wayside, and yet when they fall down, they're still not turning to God. I think what happens is that it says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, after a while God will send a strong delusion that you'll believe a lie than the truth. And when you see these people fall by the wayside, you, I'm praying that somebody will rise up and say, I'm turning to the Lord. I'm turning to God. But instead, I think that strong delusion is upon them. And that's sad to say. And then if you don't wake up out of that strong delusion, then you'll end up moving to the next category, which is worse than that, a reprobate mind. Oh, we need to pray for our world today. It's in bad shape. And God is trying to speak to us. Yes, what's on your heart tonight? We have a question. Yeah, I want to ask you a question um, out of the New Testament in yes. uh, Romans chapter 3. Okay. Verse, verse 27. All right, and what's your question? I want to, I want to ask you, um, what is the Apostle Paul, what is he um, hitting on Well, when he talks about it? Yeah, go ahead. In, in uh, verse 27. Okay. Well, why don't you read it, and then we'll uh, comment on it. <clears throat> okay. He says in verse 27 of Romans chapter 3, he says, Where is boasting then? It's excluded. By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, one of the things that I 
have put down in my uh, my uh, PowerPoint on uh, Black Hebrew Israelites because they believe that you can get saved by the Mosaic Law, and they are what you call Judaizers, and we see this. It used to be <clears throat> with a large segment of the worldwide Church of God, God with uh, Joseph Koch, but he ended up turning to the Lord back into the 90s and turned uh, most of the movement to the Lord and moved away from the uh, all that law stuff and got to faith. Um, and this is the issue that Paul is trying to say, because one of the things that the black Hebrew Israelites hate and Judaizers, Seventh-day Adventists, and many others who are into the law-keeping, they hate the writings of Paul because Paul says, by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians uh, 2, 8 and 9. And here he's saying the same thing, because these uh, Romans were being influenced by a lot of the law stuff in their day. And Paul even hits this thing harder in the book of Galatians, where he talks about, you know, people uh, being involved with the law over the grace and Paul goes as far as saying those who do that is serving another a gospel, and he says in the Greek he says that gospel is anathema, it is a curse. So what Paul is saying here is that some of them were boasting about works, you know, and Paul says, you know, when you look at what Jesus did for you and the previous verse that because of his righteousness, we are uh, the just one who's the justifier. He was the one who literally did the work to save us. We have no boasting whatsoever but to just to receive it, believe it, and achieve it. So that's the bottom line to what Paul is saying. Nay, I'm not going to boast about works. It's the law of faith. Martin Luther said this, and I'll say this in closing on this. Martin Luther, the great Reformationist father, said this. Never forget it. We're not saved by works, but we're saved by a faith that works. And he went up against the Catholic Church, and hair became gray quickly because they were trying to pressure him into that all of that ritual and tradition. He ended up telling them, no, it's the just shall live by faith, and nailed that 95 thesis on the Wittenberg Chapel and said, the just shall live by faith. And they would have killed that man if he wouldn't have had a 300-pound bodyguard by him. A lot of people don't know that. But um, I think we're about at a commercial break, and we're going to come back and get your prayer requests, Brother Jim. Amen. Looks like we're a little late for a break, so it's time to take that break and listen to our sponsors, and we'll hear from you right after this. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. My name is Jim Clark. I'm in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And I just want to also remind you that we will be out of the studio for the next couple of weeks. And uh, Dr. Buckner is going to be preparing to lecture again on March 30th, and you won't want to miss it. It's going to be out in Stockton at the Progressive Community Church, 2820 South B Street. And uh, you can hear him talk about Am I My Brother's Keeper? A Christian Response to the Black Hebrew Israelite Movement. So if you want to hear more about that, I'll be mentioning it again at the end of the program. But right now, we want to get back to Cece, our caller. Cece, are you there? 
Yes, I am. Yes, and Cece, uh, uh, hopefully that uh, helped you with some insight on that scripture. Man, you gave me a lot to work with. I really appreciate it. You gave me a lot to work with, more than I expected. Thank you. A lot of meat. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Well, thank you, too, for uh, being touched by that. And uh, what's your prayer request? We're going to lift you up in prayer and your people that you mentioned tonight. Okay. I, I, um, you can pray for me. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff going on with me, but I know there's people waiting. So, you know, spiritually, you guys, just pray for me. Pray for my mother, Rosalinda. Then I have somebody in my family um, who had heart failure, and the cardiologist told them they have some clogged arteries and um, a, a left ventricle that's wrong. So basically, um, they're they're in bad shape right now, and I just want to you know pray that God would would work a miracle in in this case. And then lastly, we can pray for um, uh, um, it's a singer named Avant. Yeah, he's been given six months to live. He's an R&B singer. He's, o- he's only 40 years old, and um, he has six months to live. And Justin Bieber, which I had you guys pray for him uh, a while back, he's actually he's actually put it out there on the Internet that he wants people to pray for him. So I want to lift Justin Bieber up because he actually initially put this out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to lift up these prayer requests, and we'll have Brother Jim to do that. Hi, Cece. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. Hey, uh, I'm, I guess I haven't been ke- uh, keeping up with my uh, pop music stars late- lately, but what's Justin Bieber going through that he's been asking for prayer? I don't exactly know. He just put it up there on the Internet, and uh, a friend of mine from my, from, my, um, from, my youth, from the youth ministry, there was a youth ministry with me, they told me about it. And nice. I know we had prayed for him before. I had had you guys pray for him. He's on my heart, but I don't know what he's going through. I have to, I'm gonna try try look into it. But for him to actually initially, I never even heard heard any R and B singer, especially that young, ask for prayer. He said he he said he knows the power of prayer. He wants everybody to pray for him. Well, yeah, that's what we're gonna do then. Well, his his uh, girlfriend is a Christian, and so she's had a great influence on him. And I think the uh, one of the ball ones uh, brothers, he was in the studio here, not Alex, but the other one. Uh, that would be Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. He's a he's a strong Christian. I think that that's uh, her daughter. So he's involved with her, and so he's a strong Christian, and he's trying to reach his brother Alex Baldwin. But uh, she is uh, uh, he's involved with uh, Stephen's the Baldwin's daughter, and she's a strong Christian. It runs in the family, so I don't know if you were aware of that. Wow, I yeah. didn't. I was not aware of that at all. Yeah, that's why he's uh, he's calmed down and he's been uh, very, uh, you know, not as hypered and acting crazy because you know her impact upon his uh, his life, and so he's always had some emotional issues and breakdowns, but. Uh, the Lord is doing uh, work in his life, and that's why he's crying out for people to pray for him that uh, he'll stay strong. So, uh, but I want to give that information to those who may not be aware. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take these things to prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for CC and his faithfulness. Lord, we pray that you continue to bless him, have him grow in wisdom and faith and knowledge of you. And, Lord, I pray for him uh, that any difficulties he's going through right now, any trials, Lord, that uh, you would use them for your good purposes and that you would see him through them. And, Lord, I pray for his mother, Rosalinda, that you would keep her healthy and keep her learning about you as well. 
Lord, for the family member that has had heart, heart failure, Lord, we do pray for that miraculous recovery. We pray that you would just, uh, you're the great physician, Lord, and you can change these things and repair the damage uh, with just a word. And so, Lord, we pray for that. And we pray that your name would be great and over this and that you would be glorified through the healing. Uh, Lord, we pray for um, uh, Avant, who's uh, evidently been given six months to live. Lord, we pray that if he doesn't know you, that, uh, Lord, you bring a strong believer to him to to witness Christ to him and, and share with him that he needs the forgiveness of God. And, Lord, we just pray that you would bring somebody to him. And we pray for Justin Bieber. Lord, he's been asking for prayer. Lord, that is an awesome thing. So we pray for him, whatever he's going through, Lord. Uh, whatever struggles, if he's struggling with his faith in you, Lord, we pray that the influences in his life, be it his girlfriend or his other family members, Lord, that they would witness the truth to him and that he would bend his knee, Lord, and that he would place his faith and trust in you. And we thank you, Lord, and pray all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, Cece. We appreciate uh, your your call, and God bless you and keep you and strengthen you. And we'll be back in the studio, I think it's uh, April the, what, the 6th or something like that. So we'll be back uh, then. So anyway, God okay. bless you. God bless you, Gary, Jim, everybody there at the studio. I appreciate it. Yeah, come, honey, all you guys. Appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah, come over and try to hear me. You'll be blessed. Okay. All righty. All right. Well, I guess we're going to go to uh, Brother Rick. Brother, Brother Rick, are you there? I am here, yes. I'm going to pass on a message before I get into my thing from uh, Brother Manning. Uh, he's asking He's asking for prayer for Deacon Jefferson of Pilgrim Rest Church right now. He's in hospice. Mm-hmm. So I just want to pass a message on to you right now. Okay. All right. So we'll remember I'll that in prayer. That. And I'll get, I'll get to my own question right now for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, explain. In, in, John 8, in John 18... We, we we see a different meaning of the word cup, mm-hmm. and ask you to explain the significance of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have your Bible there? Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now. John eighteen ten, I believe it is. Okay. Well, don't don't uh, uh, worry about it. We uh, we will uh, look at it right here. Jim, you have it. Yes, I do. Why don't you read it? All right. Uh, Verse 10, uh, then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Okay. Is this the type of uh, cup that uh, you're referring to, or are you referring to another cup, Rick? I'm referring to—that's in John 18, 10. Okay. 11, actually. Verse 11. 1811, excuse me. Okay, right. Okay, so what, what we're dealing with with this cup, and it's a, that's a very good question. The cup which uh, my father has given me, shall I not drink of it? So uh, shall I not drink it? Now, this is the thing that you're dealing with when you talk about the cup itself, because uh, it's the word cup, in the Bible can mean many different things de- depending on the context, you know, because other places Jesus said, pass this cup from me. This is in reference to this cup too. Pass this cup from me, nevertheless not my will, but thy will. So Jesus spoke of this cup again in other passages. 
cast this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. So uh, some people have uh, interpreted this to this cup to mean communion. It's not referring to communion in the context. Others have uh, thought that it, it means, uh, you know, uh, things related to, you know, breaking a bread and that sort of thing. Uh, but this cup here is an interesting word because it was something that was developed way back in the Old Testament. So you look at the writings of the prophets, you know, all the different major prophets, and they uh, oftentimes will mention the cup of God's wrath and the cup of God's indignation. And uh, and then also in the book of Revelation, it talks about, uh, John mentions the cup of God's wrath and indignation. This is what this cup is referring to in relationship to Jesus, especially when he said, pass this cup from me, nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. It's an Old Testament term, analogy, that Jesus took and apply it to himself regarding experiencing uh, before the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane, the getting ready to experience the total wrath, the total blow, the total hit of God. Uh, and it's interesting too if you uh, you can compare that this uh, this cup to uh, Isaiah fifty three. And verse 4, where it talks about, Surely he has bored our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. A lot of people think, well, you know, the Roman soldiers really did beat him down, and the Jews, you know, especially the Roman soldiers. But the Scripture says here that he was smitten of God. You know, look at Isaiah 53 and verse 4 smitten of God. It was God that allowed the total blow and wrath to come upon Jesus. Now, this is the thing that we need to understand. Uh, When he said, pass this cup from me, that was the human side of Jesus. You see, the, the, the divinity and the humanity at the a worse part of Jesus' life because the Garden of Gethsemane was it was just as worse, or if not worse, than being on the cross because uh, the sweat came down as great drops of blood from him, and he was experiencing this agony of the total blow of God, which he never did experience because all the time throughout eternity it was fellowship, fellowship, and then to experience the total blow, the total wrath, the total hit of God, the total God smitten him was a mind-blowing experience for Jesus. Now, I'll say this in closing on this because we only have two minutes, that if we don't, repent of our sins. This is the lesson learned. We don't repent of our sins, and if we don't accept Jesus, then that total blow that was put on Jesus will be put on us in eternity. So it's better for it's better for us to accept Jesus and go the route of him taking the blow rather than you taking the blow 
and going into eternal judgment and condemnation with that that eternal wrath and blow upon you throughout eternity. Amen. So hopefully that helps you out, Brother Rick. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We can hear that music, and uh, we're going to turn it over to Brother Jim. Thank you for the call as well as the good question. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast, and we would like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being a part of tonight's program. Don't forget that we'll be out of the studio in the next couple of weeks, and our next live broadcast will be on April 6th. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.